Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome to, uh, it's not a actual full Grand Slam episode, but it's our, uh, it's our Grand Slam mini. We had it's one before. our home run. Home run. Patented. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a baseball reference. If you guys don't know, you know, it's a, it's one of those baseball questions or uh, uh, Easter eggs or uh, references and stuff. And you know, because, yes, because our show is called the Grand Slam, that means two things: either it's the Denny's Grand Slam or it's the uh, baseball Grand Slam. Yeah, and uh, so. you, and we we've had a, a a Grand Slam mini before or a home run. We've had one of those before, which was like it was me and Will for like you know some quick updates or just quick discussions as a mini episode for like Christmas and stuff. And today, um, and I wanted to keep on doing those because there's some things that you know not all of us see, but we also want to bring in some guests where we discuss you know like certain things like a show or a movie. Or like a game and have like a full discussion on it that I feel like wouldn't really fit in a full podcast episode for us. But uh, we'll see how this goes. So if you guys like it, if you guys don't. But today, I think you guys enjoyed this one episode today. Because um, unfortunately, our boy uh, Will isn't here. He is on a trip and a journey for us to get sponsored by Werther's Originals. Because as you can yeah, see, we Werther's Originals. We're these originals, and su- and he and he's fighting tooth and nail for us to get that sponsorship. He is a he is um. We are proud of Will for doing that, and he's right there doing that. He was the one who had to stop the uh, the the hamster strikes recently on one of our episodes. So I mean, it was kind. Of, uh, he was he was the man to do the job for us to get that sponsorship. So hopefully, in the future, we'll be able to get that sponsorship. So thank you, Will, for your service. Thank you, Will, for your service. Yes, yes, yes. And that is Werther's Original, the only hard candy that could be found in deep in your pocket. Werther's Original. But, <laughs> but today, I guys. Don't know. I don't think that's true. <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, well, today we have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen. We've, we've had her on the show before, and it, we are happy to have her again on this mini episode, Miss Lori, the lovely Lori. Well, hello, Grand Slam boys. I love being on the show. I love it when you invite me out here. We 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 happy to have you on the show today, Lori. And of course, I want to ask a quick question before we start: Is how are you guys doing? How are you all guys? How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I, as everyone knows, here in Texas, they opened up a hundred percent again, uh, which almost directly led to projects starting to come up. All of us who do, I think all of us on the show in some way are involved in the arts as far as comms, film, radio, theater, um, television. And I don't know if y'all have noticed, but projects have been coming up left and right now. Uh, And when it rains, it pours. There was just months and months of standstill when it came to a lot of our creative endeavors and now the doors are just bursting open uh however you know of course the utmost important thing is everyone staying safe and continuing to still uh try and live the safest they can but i am loving the fact that we get to um we get to express ourselves creatively once again so yeah continue wearing masks and and social distancing even though the we're open 100%. Yeah. Right. I think, I think, I think we try, that, to, we try not to get political on here, but I'm the only one who somehow becomes political. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, 
because I'm not that big of a political guy, but I will say um, that SpongeBob episode where they discuss, um, hey, it, Texas is dumb or stupid. What's the difference? It makes a lot of sense now, you know? <laughs> you know, the I don't know if anybody, it premiered last night, but I don't know if anybody oh, has uh, seen the South Park special. Yeah, I watched it last night. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it, it's amazing how they can use sophomoric humor, uh, to really nail home some points. I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone are just geniuses. They, they changed, I didn't notice one thing when they posted this on Twitter or on Facebook, they changed the opening text before their episode. Um, like it said something a bit more about like in today's climate that they're really emphasizing that what we're saying here is a joke absolutely so it's like that they really like they changed it to which i didn't think they were ever going to do because i thought the original was just fine mm-hmm. but they wanted to change it and they changed it and i'm glad that you know the humor is still the same you yeah. know humor uh during wars you know back in the old days during war they had the uso shows mm-hmm. because bob hope was at the helm of that because he believed that in times of crisis uh, we needed humor. We needed entertainment. We needed laughter. And it gets us through and through so many situations. And personally, I remember the when 9-11 happened and I remember Saturday Night Live, you know, everything that was happening right there in New York. And not only they were really going back and forth on whether or not to do a show that first Saturday after 9-11. And they brought in uh, first responders who actually still were dirty from going through the rebel because they had already been out there for for a while and they brought them in for the opening monologue and they brought in uh mayor giuliani at the time time. uh before we realized how great that shit robin (laughs) Robin, you can bleep that out edgar (laughs) (laughs) well now we've we've discussed about rudy booby bonnie on the show with borat you know so yeah as i was saying after 9-11, Saturday Night Live came back that first Saturday, brought in the first responders on stage who were still dirty from being out there a while trying to go through the rubbles and find remains. And Mayor Giuliani came out and he's the one who did the opening monologue. And they emphasized that if we needed anything and if we were anything, we were a resilient country. If we needed anything, we needed humor. We needed levity in time of darkness. And that's always stayed with me. And it's always stayed with me during the pandemic too. And we used to have a social climate where we embrace things like that. And I think lately there's been this weird kind of gray area uh, where people are saying, Oh, we have to be sensitive to it. We can't make light of things, but Things get too heavy. And if we let things get too heavy, then we're just going to go down with it. And we have to find joy. We have to find humor uh, and levity in everything in life. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like that. And, you know, I'm just, my, my, my only stance is just, you know, wear your mask. Don't, don't, don't listen to what this Texas governor is saying. He's a, he's a bit of a dumb, dumb. Well, not a bit of a dum-dum. He is a big dum-dum. <laughs> I will tell you, though, that we are going to be shocked. Mark my words. I said it here first. We are going to be shocked at the amount of entertainment Texas is going to have in the next few months, in the next year. So many other states are not opening up that there are musicians 
And there are all, all sorts of events which are only going to be able to perform to crowds in Texas. And Texas has always been the place where we couldn't get these big bands. And right now we're going to be getting all of them. We're going to be getting all sorts of bands who are trying to get back on the touring tour. The musical touring here in Texas over the next year is going to be insane. It's going to, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll hope we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but but yeah. wear your masks. <laughs> wear, wear, wear your mask, everyone. Yeah, it's that, that that's the that's the moral of our story, guys. We're about to we're about to relive the Roaring Twenties because you know after- prohibition. No. Oh, thank not, God, not that far. Oh, Probably not. oh um, God, I just almost I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> meaning, meaning, like it's weird how history is kind of repeating itself, where we're having a pandemic, uh, just like in 1918, and then the Twenties happened. And we're in the 20s and as soon as the pandemic is quote unquote over prohibition uh, oh my gosh no (laughs) no i don't even know why they would want to bring that back i do (laughs) (laughs) and i'm probably on their top 10 list because i get a little cray cray but (laughs) please don't don't take it away but yeah (laughs) Uh, anyway, major spoiler warning for WandaVision. If you have not seen it or you have not finished it, this is your final warning. Pause it, go watch it, then you can come back and you could hear it discuss it. Unless you've already seen it or you don't really care and just want to hear it, then go for it. But you have been warned. <laughs> Anyways, um, the uh, so what we're focusing on today is a recent show that came out and of course we're not as I, I, I say we're not really a big focus on the superhero stuff and and you know we dabble on it here and there sometimes you know but um not too i don't want to focus on it too much but on um, this is a very interesting uh type of superhero show and something different for this company which was a show called WandaVision which is a Disney Plus exclusive, which I will be honest, I wasn't excited when I heard this because I was already on the um, the the superhero fatigue. I was kind of already getting done. Like after Endgame, I was already kind of like getting that fatigue. Uh, and I was like, I don't know about this. I probably will never watch it. And and then I started hearing stuff and then... I now we started watching and now we're doing a discussion on it. A discussion on it. I like I wasn't I was in the same boat, but I was still. But then when they said that they were going to make it like a sitcom type deal, that's how it was. It was pitched at first, mm-hmm. like when we were hearing about it, and I was like, okay, I'm. I want to let me let's let me see a trailer, yeah, and then I'll decide if I want to watch it. And then the trailer happens, I'm like, oh, okay. I'll watch it. Yeah. This looks the trailer looked intriguing. It was just for me, it's like, for me personally, I don't know how you guys feel with this. When the, the entire MCU before WandaVision, I never cared for Wanda or Vision at all. I knew who they were in the stories because in the, in the comics, it's Wanda was, I believe, in love with uh, Wonder Man, which is one of the superheroes they never bring into the MCU. He gets killed. And while they and when they took the uh, the Vision body that Ultron was creating, they put Wonder Man's consciousness into Vision, 
And so it was a mix of uh, Wonder Man and Vision's memory in that brain. And then that's how the romance was continuing with them. But they took a different approach with this one, which I kind of feel was kind of a better approach. But I don't it's very iffy on that. It's been a while since I've seen Age of Ultron. But it's like I've never cared for Vision or Wanda. A bit of Wanda, because I cared for Wanda more than I did with Quicksilver. So, uh, but with Vision, I never gave a reason why I should like him or why I should care for him. And the same thing for Wanda. I'm like, I can kind of understand with Wanda, but it's like, there's nothing that there's nothing in the MCU that gives me explanation or gives me something to be interested and give a, and care for these two characters until WandaVision came out. I have to say it was a, I agree with you on the whole fatigue from the whole Marvel universe. Everything was just coming at us so rapidly. And then when I saw the preview for this, this is the probably the thing that's piqued my interest the most mm-hmm. uh, because of the sitcom format. And then uh, when I saw the preview, oh my gosh, I, I was sold. I was the one who was up with my son at 5 a.m. every Friday morning so we could watch it. Um, and it's it's had me hooked ever since the first episode. And I love WandaVision. Yeah. I am completely 100% one of my favorite things to come out of them. And I know a lot of people have been on the fence. I know some people are just like, well, why did they do this whole sitcom kind of thing? But mm. I thought it was genius. Uh, and I think that they got a whole new group of following with this because they played into nostalgia factor just the right way. Yeah. And I... and. It's, I think it's one of the more, like, interesting or, like, unique approaches they did with, um, like, any Marvel thing recently. Because I think kind of, like, one of the last ones they did that with is when they brought James Gunn and they, he took an approach with, uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, a group of Marvel comics that no one has ever heard except James Gunn or, like, 12 people. And then he blew them up like crazy. And with this show, I feel like it, I think it was, like, I don't think there was any other way to approach Wanda and Vision if we want to care for them other than how they did it with this show. And I would agree. I would agree with you, Lori. It's like I I didn't expect to love this show so much. It's I I like, and it gets and it's kind of the thing that's getting it gets me excited back to what these Marvel shows are doing because I'm yeah, like, it, it kind of like it, this show was either going to have the boat float or the boat was going to sink immediately. Yeah. Because it's guess, like, like this is the first one, and then the next one's coming up is uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Arch. it's like, and th- the other kind of reason I wasn't really interested because I thought that this show was just going to be on the budget of like what Agent Carter is or Agents of Shield or maybe even in the budget of their of the Netflix Marvel shows they have, which is like not really a big budget, but just like. I guess like you know like a, a a small budget that they don't they don't have the budget to make effects or stuff, but I can see that Disney Disney or and Marvel really are giving a big budget to their new Disney Plus exclusives specifically on their Marvel shows, and it 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 shows because at first they did it with the Mandalorian and there was a they, it had it had a good budget for that one, but I feel with yeah. WandaVision they're starting to show it and now with the Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out not, um I believe next week. Like the trailers that I've seen from it, it looks like if it's gonna be like like mini movies because it has the budget of like a Marvel film in these in these new Marvel shows they have on Disney Plus, 
and it's it's with Loki coming out later. I don't even when did they say that one was coming out? Loki should be coming out after the winter uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier ends. You know what we were saying at the top of the show, talking about how in times of distress, how we rise and we we look to something that will bring us levity. And I have to say, uh, I, I think it was just the perfect timing to come out. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, because of everything we've been through, 2020 was quite the year. Uh, a lot of people lost people very close to them. Yeah. So it, you know, Wanda losing vision. And there are so many people who are in mourning right now mm-hmm. in so many different ways. And I think it resonated on that level. I think it resonated with the nostalgia of the old TV shows. I think it resonated with the fact that whether it be comic books, television, I know all of us, when we've gone through childhood where we were either bullied or didn't have a great home life or something traumatic happened to us, you know, or we went through the foster care system or anything that happens to us as children, we turn to things that get us through those hard times. And when Wanda, and it's it's going to sound crazy, and I think this is probably the reason I personally resonated with, so, with it so much, when Wanda's dealing with her grief by immersing herself in this sitcom world it took me straight back to my childhood and when you're little and things are going on I had my older brother and you know when you grow up in a house with parents who argue sometimes or fight I remember uh my brother sitting me down in front of the television set and he'd turn it up really loud and whether it was a show or a movie uh it was always either the Muppets or Full House for me But as soon as he would turn it on, he'd turn it up real high. uh, And he'd say, don't listen to the arguing, baby girl. Just watch the TV. And I would. And it was my sanctuary. It was my escape. um, Going, watching the TV, going to the movies to get away from home for just those two hours, you know? Um, And so when I see that she's immersing herself in this world of sitcoms, I got it all the way up into that last episode, or not the last episode, but I think it was the fifth episode where Agatha takes her into her childhood traumas. And she Mm -hmm. goes back to this episode, a very specific episode. It's her favorite episode of um, the Dick Van Dyke show. And I was in tears. Uh, my son kind of looked at me because I was kind of trying to hold it back, but I kind of got overwhelmed with emotion. And I kind of had, he was like, mom, what's wrong? Why, why are you crying? And I explained to him why. And he was just like, it's okay, mom. And I was just like, I know. I said, but I don't think I've ever seen anything that's quite got it like that. That mm-hmm. quite explained it just the way that I felt it, you know, and I'm sure so many people felt that way. And that's the other great thing I loved about it. I remember when I saw the first episode of WandaVision and it was that episode of the Dick Van Dyke show. And I remember my son who is, he's constantly reading the blogs. He's constantly reading the spoiler stuff. So he, he always knows so much as far as what he reads on the internet, but I'm sitting there as somebody who watched Nick at night all night and who used to watch these shows all my life as a child, I've been watching them for almost 40 years and i'm i'm watching it and i told him on that first episode this is a specific episode aiden 
And he was looking at me and he was like, no, mom, it's based on, it's a combination of this show and that show. I was like, not this one, Aiden. This is a specific episode. And he was like, well, mom, nothing's saying that. And I was just like, wait. And then, and I was just like, well, maybe I'm wrong, but wait, I think, I think I'm right. And then at the end, in the fifth episode, you find out it was that specific episode. Mm -hmm. And my son looked at me and he was like, mom. And I was like, son, I know it because I saw it. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I believe I remember seeing like an article or like a video talking about uh how Kevin Feige uh Feige always wanted to uh do like kind of like a superhero show in this in the way of like sitcom like like what they did with WandaVision because he himself is a huge fan he grew up with these shows with the Dick Van Dyke and Full House and a lot of these old uh these old uh sitcom shows in television. So he's always wanted to implement that in the show, but he didn't want to implement it just because he wanted to. He wanted to add it just uh, for like if it if it should have it. And I guess with WandaVision, it was the per- it, he felt like it was the right time and right place to do it. And I feel like their execution with the show, I feel like it was really strong. And these and these couple of episodes um, that that stay on that route of um, of like doing these sitcom episodes that are like that they homage to like like you said the dick van dyke show or like bewitched and uh um brady bunch malcolm in the middle modern family the office and all these it's like it those are i feel like those are the ones that are the strongest episodes in the in the series for me personally because of how it starts office which one was it was the the one well i guess we're it's the one it was the modern family mixed with the office episode well, that's how Modern Family is. It's similar, to, like they have those interview types deals in Modern Family. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's a that was the episode was a mix of that. <laughs> Edgar, stop! Why are you getting pissed? <laughs> <laughs> Robin, you're wrong, and I'm right. <laughs> this is Marvel stuff. You just Marvel stuff. because you were because you were asking what episode was that. I'm like, it's the one that was like the Modern Family mixed with the Office one. Can we talk about how brilliant, though, that we have the introduction here of Agatha? Oh, yeah. Mm. And, and, and I didn't know this until, like, later on, once we found out about Agatha, was she was the voice of uh, Dr. Octopus in, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I keep forgetting that she voiced her. Yeah. And I think she was, a, she was wonderful. And I really, and I would, I would love to see her in a lot of stuff, like in a lot of, uh, in future movies or shows, because she was such a great part of the show, like the way, of, especially when they finally reveal it to her. And that, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And and of and of course, uh, like I was like every time I saw this, every time every time I saw Agatha, I'm like I could see Laurie playing Agatha in the show. <laughs> it's so funny because all of my kids are like mommy that's you <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and i'm like quiet kids get back in the oven <laughs> oh, God. oh my god oh my <laughs> but like but a lot of like a lot of the like a lot of things in this show it's like a lot of it i feel i really enjoy and i really like i i will say so i guess towards like the 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 ending of the show like there were some things that i was like it was okay with it but i still feel overall the show was really strong and the strongest episodes is when they were homaging to a lot of these um old sitcoms these couple of episodes i felt those were the strongest because it was like 
of how like how they t- how they took the show i guess you could say serious how serious they took it where it's like oh it felt like oh it's just a sitcom we don't know about it but then they would bring in like these little tidbits and these eerie scenarios like when it was the dick van dyke uh episode the first one where you see the guy um uh vision's boss choking like it just it changes from like the that television perspective to like imax looking perspective where it's just like in like what it's like what the fuck's going on and then it just goes back to regular television look and and those moments i feel like i'm like those were like the best parts that i like about the show where it's like you're wondering what's going on like how did wanda vision get here how is vision alive how like who's who's this neighbor of theirs who are these people i'm like where is uh wanda and then like as the show goes on we, we get the answers for this um for this and the whole show it 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 is a, a wanda and vision show where it's just a, like getting to know these two characters more than we did in the mcu but i feel it's it's it it mostly focuses on wanda herself and what she deals with and we get to experience we get to learn from that and ex- we and, finally get some character building yeah we do. These two characters but oh my goodness, can they be more obvious with the message they're trying to do, they're trying to send by the way men and women handle conflict? The women are just savagely going at each other while the two visions are very intellectually talking about Then again, they are supposed to be computers. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. That's something to add to it. But other than that, yeah, I, I, I agree. You get, and then, yeah. you know, in the animal kingdom, though, they do say that females are the most more vicious of the, you know, if it's you're going to find a female um, of any species compared to the male, the female is more vicious. Mm. Because they're more protective. Yeah, especially when they when they have the children, they're more protective mm-hmm. of them. Oh yeah, yeah. You never want to get between a mama bear and her cubs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she will. She will rip your face off. <laughs> yeah. And the and the other thing that I liked from this show, from the from those strong episodes where they're still like doing the homages to the uh, to the old sitcoms, is when they have those commercial breaks where it's like, yes. it's like this it's the Stark toaster and then uh, Von Strucker's watch and then like these other commercials. And for, I guess for me personally, like, cause I did watch sometimes the Dick Van Dyke show, uh, the Brady Bunch. I used to watch a lot because it was on like some old tele, um, on, I don't know how it is in like other channels here, but it's like where it's the eight or something. It was on like me TV, one of those new channels okay. they have not for cable, but, uh, that's where they would show a lot of the old ones. And, um, but the other one. It was the Brady Bunch episode that I, I I was familiar kind of familiar with, but it was more the Malcolm in the Middle episode that I was that I was very familiar with. When the intro started, I'm like, isn't that the Malcolm in the Middle intro, but just different? I already immediately knew it was Malcolm in the Middle when the kids started talking to the camera. Yeah, but like the, the, the way that it was, especially the way that it was like the cameras were positioned and the, the certain sound effects that were happening even before the intro. Yeah. And then and, the intro was like, it just confirmed it. I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. And the, and the, com- and the commercial they had for that episode, I, it was very, really very like familiar to like Saturday morning cartoon commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a shark trying to make this kid eat a yogurt and the kid dies before he gets to open the yogurt. <laughs> I loved it. 
I love it so much. It's like a lot, and it's like a lot of these little, little, like these little nods to like these other like old sitcoms they had while they have it focused on like a main one like the dick like the one the first episode is like the dick van dyke show and i believe the second episode is bewitched yeah Mm -hmm. and then i and then like it goes on with these other episodes and sure and i feel like that was was the 80s one was that supposed to be family ties yeah yes that family ties okay and that's what i was thinking because I remember when they would, because the intro had like the paintbrush, like it was painting mm-hmm. a picture of them. And I'm like, where is that from? Because I'm like, I knew I've seen that before. And I lo- and I was looking it up like, okay, family ties, that's where it's from. Yeah. But the, and. A the, lot- 80s one, the 80s one threw me because I haven't, I haven't, the only 80s sitcoms that I've seen was like Cheers. Mm-hmm. That was really it. And I knew, like, I knew it's like, oh, this is not Cheers. But it has to be based off of something else. And then I felt like, oh, it's probably probably family ties. But you know what I love to see though? I mean, I love the sitcoms that they picked, but I was kind of like, man, it would have been so cool to see like Vision and Wanda coming out, like <laughs> like going through a junkyard like old Sanford and Son. But oh, I mean, I digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, there are some times where I was kind of hoping they would do, like, a little, like, homage to the Batman show. But I'm like, wait, that's DC. I don't think they would be able to have the rights to do that. I think it would have been funny if in the 90s one, if it wasn't just Malcolm in the Middle, but they somehow did Frasier. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Frasier come, in, come into the, to the house. It's like, uh, with his with one of his, like, co-worker people that was part of the show. It's like, would you like some sherry? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that episode where it was like the Malcolm Middle one, I did like the the like the the um the big like Easter egg they did with each of the heroes because mm-hmm. with uh, Vision wearing his classic uh, Vision costume, but as a Halloween costume, same thing with uh vi- with uh, Wanda and with um one of the surprises of the show, which I got spoiled by because someone on Snapchat put just a text of it and i fucking hate him for that which, which let's just say from here on out is spoilers if you're watching this on youtube go to this timestamp which edgar should put the timestamp it, pro- it probably would be in the beginning because we did spoil a bit of it before but uh my bad <laughs> i mean all we really talked about was like the styles of tv shows but, but we also did discuss the two visions mm-hmm. oh yeah good point and all right Agatha. so <laughs> Take this section of the of it and then move it to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, I'll, I'll put it. Spoiler alerts. This is this is recorded halfway, but this is spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the show, go watch it. If not, just stick around with us and we'll start doing spoilers. So yeah, the reveal of Quicksilver. I was mad that someone posted on Snapchat about it, and I was really mad that they were they had it. I know online there was speculation of it, but I would have liked to been would have been surprised to see that it was Quicksilver to real, not just any Quicksilver, but it was the Quicksilver from the X Men series, Evan it Peters. Was, it was Quicksilver with big quotes. Mm-hmm. Big that's, that's quotes find out in the end it's like oh it's it's not really him it's just some guy that's an actor that got possessed by uh, agatha yes i love evan peters he was i i really liked him in the uh, in this show when they brought him in i'm like 
I one I was still kind I was still excited when they when I saw the reveal. I'm like, oh shit. And like in in retrospect, I still I kind of wish that like man now I kind of wish it was really Quicksilver. Yeah, because yeah. that would be kind of cool to then say like, oh, this is an Easter egg to what's to come in in the MCU mm-hmm. of them bringing I, in yeah. X Men. I was kind of ho- yeah, I was also kind of hoping it was the X Men Evan Peters because it would have been like it would have been not just an Easter egg but like an introduction of the start of the multiverse because apparently, WandaVision this this series is what leads up to the Doctor Strange sequel, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And you can see that when she's uh, having her final battle with Agatha, when she's in the shows that she is the Scarlet Witch and there's that whole thing. Apparently, like, I didn't notice this until I saw it later on Facebook where they said, like, you can see her having that elemental vision thing that that uh, Doctor Strange has in the in in his movie. Yeah, and, like he gets it was one of the, it was the like, it was the second end credit. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a second end credit. Oh my goodness. Um, oh, there's a second one. Yeah, there's yeah. a second one. You oh my goodness. Oh, damn, Robin, you didn't see the second end credit. I may, I may have. Just remind me what it is again. The end or credit. It's it pans to a small cabin, a cabin, and you see her like drinking tea, but then you realize. That she's doing like that projection thing that Doctor Strange does while she's like reading that that book, and then she oh, hears her kid say, "Mommy, help!" She's there. Yeah, they're screaming for her help, I and she's it. there playing with it. She's trying to figure it out. Oh shit! Now I gotta watch it. Yeah, I just gotta go. We back just blew. Wow, Robin. Mind. We just, ladies and gentlemen, I Robin did not see the second end credit, guys. I didn't know there was a second end credit. It, it was, was amazing. One. It was a. It, it was. It was like it was the best thing out of the whole series. I wouldn't say. I, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it does make me excited for the uh, Doctor Strange film now. I, mean, I like, was already, I was already excited for it, especially if Sam Raimi is directing it. Sam mm-hmm. Raimi's Sam Raimi's directing it. They're bringing back um, what's his face? Ah, I, why am I forgetting the composer's name? Is it uh, Danny Elfman? Danny Elfman. They're bringing yeah. Danny Elfman's doing the music. Yeah, them. the one who did the Spider-Man soundtrack, the one of the best oh, Spider-Man yeah. soundtrack, and yeah. I'm like, holy! I'm like, that's already making me excited for that film. And, and already just excited to hear that they said it was going to be kind of like, it's going to be the closest to them doing a horror movie set in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I could describe it, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm excited for that. Now. And I and I believe that because I believe Sam Raimi will do that. Because I've seen Sam Raimi's filmography, and I'm excited for that. We've, we've reviewed two of them. <laughs> yeah, we did. So I can expect to see what he's going to... I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with Doctor Strange. And now that... And WandaVision is going to be part of that film. And seeing this, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm excited to see Wanda in the show. Because apparently they say that she's... Because in, in the show, they discuss... Agatha talks about how Scarlet... Um, wanda how she's like the mo- like one of the most powerful uh witches um in that ever because she's like hey it's like chaotic magic she has it's prophesized she will destroy the world oh yeah. is she gonna become the next bad guy that they have to i don't know it, but her. agatha said you're in the prophecy you're the one you will destroy the world yeah oh that's and- how the mcu ends <clears throat> And that's how, and a lot of, and a lot of people are like, they're hypothesizing right, no, that. That, that, that we can mm-hmm. finish up this, our version of the Wild West uh, movies. Because <laughs> a lot of, like, I mean, hy- a, a lot of, a lot of hypotheses are going on where it's like, um, 
where she might be the villain of Doctor Strange 2 or like in some other kind of form. That's what people are hypothesizing, but I don't know if that's going to be the situation. Well, especially how it was kind of how they were kind of building her up to kind of be like that until Agatha shows up. Because mm. like towards the end of the show, it's um because I like, know- but that's but the, here's the thing, like like they were kind of making it seem like she was, but you kind of understand why she was doing it too. Yeah, because so the whole time because like, your, your internal thing is just like no, but she she can't be a bad guy because she was a good guy. Mm-hmm. But I understand why she's doing this. Because- yeah, because I will say in the I, I believe in the comics, she's one of the ones that uh she is like really powerful. So like there's things that she does. Uh, that messes up the end, like the Marvel her, universe. Her. She goes rogue. Yes, <laughs> she goes evil. For for those who don't know what Scarlet Witch did, what she did was uh, she basically kidnapped an entire town and turned that into an internal bubble of a what transitions from each episode from a fifties TV show to a sixties TV show and a, so on and so on. Yeah, and I yeah, and. She, and- she didn't do it like on purpose it was more that like because when we find out it's um she just she she even said it like towards the beginning she just felt like um she just felt like she was like just sad and she was angry she had all these emotions and i guess it just it it, it just spewed out and it created this huge like um hexagon or like uh helix thing it, it, i mean it was pretty much just a giant bubble yeah. I mean, yeah well turn to a square towards the end yeah her pain became their pain and when she slept they had her nightmares yeah. yeah so while she was living in this little fantasy world that was pacifying her everything that she had been feeling before she created it she was basically distributing to everyone who was in her little bubble yeah and she she was unaware of it though mm-hmm <clears throat> And it, it wasn't, it, and she, and when they saw that, it was because when uh, she was fighting Agatha, and Agatha released everyone from that spell, and they all just came up to her and asked her if they could go home because they want to see their family, want to see their kids. You left them all alone, and they're like, they're like, we see, we feel your pain, like please stop this. And I, and I, 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 I liked that scene because I was like, it was just showing like how much damage she was doing without even realizing it. Yeah. And the end was just her like letting everything go letting this go and i feel like later on in the future of the mcu we will see her reunite with um the white vision which mm-hmm. that sword agency made uh, to use as a weapon i think that was kind of an interesting way of how they were able to bring back vision into <clears throat> the world i was like because i'm thinking like um like yeah, they killed him. And I kind of like thought yeah. like, oh no, that would I would have been fine if it was like we didn't have him anymore. Yeah, because was, because I didn't think of like how else could they bring him back. I, was, I kind of not make sense. And then yeah. and then they did it this way. I'm like, oh no, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. right, I, I was I was more on the route where it's like they're either not going to bring him back or they're going to bring him or they're either not going to like bring him back. He's going to be dead for good. Or they're gonna do like a white vision thing because I it, this it's also in the comics where it's white vision where it's like after he was destroyed he doesn't have he I, he doesn't really have the memories of what he had in the past. I was about to, I was about to say technically it, vision is dead. Yeah, this is a new <clears throat> version of him. Yeah, he t- so- he does have the memories now because when he was fighting the uh the Wanda's vision, 
uh he get, he like opened up like the memories he had in that uh, in that ai and so i guess like i don't i feel like maybe later on in like future mcus we're gonna see him like try to get like his the the vision he was back but not like fully it's just we're gonna see his journey through it but who knows because after that we just see him and he flies off and we never see him again talk about some of the most poetic words i've ever heard were at the end of this series when he's talking about everything that he's been you know, uh, he, you know, was a mem. you know, he's a memory, he's this, he's that, who knows what he'll be next. And I'm going to tell you right now, those final words that, you know, he said, um, we've said goodbye before, so it stands to reason that we'll say hello again. Yeah. Brilliant brilliant writing there and oh my gosh that got me if that didn't get anybody oh my gosh that got me mm -hmm. and it was so funny because later on that day me and my son uh because uh my go to my father's grave and we go and water it and stuff and um we were talking about what's going to be on his epitaph and we picked a quote from to kill a mockingbird uh that my brother recommended and that we all agreed on and that quote is it's a shame the old man had to go. He was just getting the hang of things. Mm. And uh, when I was talking to my son about it, he looked at me and it was so funny. He was like, mom, what do you want? And I said, I looked at him and I said, we've said goodbye before. So it stands to reason we'll say hello again. And he just looked at me and he's like, wow. But so I, good. I, yeah. But I did. I, I really did like the, how like her finally letting go. It did. I did get a bit of a emotion kind of there because it was just like she was finally letting go of like what she lost and then like what she was having like I mean because not only was that because um, also we find out that she didn't actually steal uh, Vision's body from that sword thing he was it was just it was just like she just saw it and she left and she manifested vision himself just like how she manifested her children and once she let go of everything not only she was going to lose vision but she was also going to lose her kids and so for her I mean, I, it, felt, it felt like we like finally got well not finally but like like she she finally got some closure to it mm -hmm. and like to everything yeah like, because Even this going was to that really poorly written movie Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah. but and I, I and it's <laughs> and um with and with this one it's like this is also um not only was this like her um letting go of who she lost or what she wanted she this was also the show was also like to finally give us the introduction to Scarlet Witch because we never yeah. no one ever calls her that it wasn't until Agatha gave her the name and told her who she really was. And we finally get to see what the modernized suit looked like. Yeah, which actually yeah. I really like. I I yeah. like I like the cloak where it could also turn into a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. I will I do want to say Paul Bentley is hilarious. Oh yeah. I like like for when the moments when it's like it's acting like a like old 50s 60s 70s tv shows mm -hmm. he's fucking funny <laughs> yeah 
amazing. He's an amazing actor all around. I, I think I first fell in love with him in uh, A Knight's Tale, where mm-hmm. he played William Chaucer. If you haven't seen his portrayal of William Chaucer, every time like I think of William Chaucer now, all I see is Paul Bettany. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, the the next time I really took notice in him when he was in A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe and he played his the figment of his imagination of his best friend in that role. And uh, I'm a fan. I've been a fan for since the 90s of Paul Bettany. Have you seen uh, this is a recent movie? Was that have you seen Uncle Frank yet? I haven't. It's really good. I've heard that. That's on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. He's really good at it. like going like if we're gonna talk like going shifting from him being a great funny actor onto a really great actor, Uncle Frank, he's really good in that. He plays mm-hmm. as an as a homosexual man who is trying to struggle telling his family that he is gay. Um and he even goes back down to a into his alcoholic phase, struggling with trying to tell his family. Because at the same t- at the same time, he found found out that his homophobic father died, and that was the big reason why he was going back. And it's a really good movie. I'd highly recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime, but that's not what we're talking about. But, other than that, <laughs> but I, I guess, I, but I, other than that, you should watch that. It is a really good movie. Yeah, nice. And I and I mean like. Uh, with I guess like because how we've seen Paul Bettany as Vision in the MCU, he really had nothing to work with other than just him being an AI, and he loves Wanda, and it really and there was nothing else that he could explore until they gave him like to like to do like these sitcom things that it really showed more of how like a great of an actor Paul Bettany can be Paul Bentley can be in this uh, uh than just being the AI we see in the MCU. He it it made me from like not really caring jack shit with with Vision to like I really fucking love him in the show. Like, yeah, like honestly, it, I feel like this is a great redemption for him because again it goes yeah. back to just how poorly written Age of Ultron was, and that's where we get our introduction to Vision. Yeah, and I know there's some, I know there's some people out there that are like, oh, now that WandaVision's out, this this show actually makes Age of Ultron better. No, Age of no. Ultron is not still not good. It, it's poorly, poorly written. Yeah, it's not good. That was okay. all I was saying. <laughs> no, 100%. My son told me right now, he was like, Mom, it's trending. Uh, it's Age so of Ultron is trending. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, wow. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. And it's, it's like... kind of like came out for like their support for the prequels of Star Wars. And yeah. it's like, why? Why? <laughs> They're it's, not good. Yeah, because when when we were already hearing that like the new trilogy for Star Wars wasn't doing good, like no one liked it. They're like, oh, now do you have an appreciation to the prequels? That's no, what, the prequels still know, suck. Edgar, you know what we should do? What? We should review all of the Star Wars movies. Robin, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> you haven't seen them yet. We. I have seen, Robin. I've seen them all. Hold up, Robin. Let me tell you this story. So. I was invited to a small like Star Wars marathon group and we instead of starting with the original trilogy or with some of the new trilogy we started with the prequels and we saw the I believe we saw episode one and two and we didn't finish episode three unless it was only one and two either way I saw all of episode one and oh my god I was bored I I wanted 
That's blasphemy, Edgar. Never say that in public. People I, will know that you're a simple and they will kill you. I don't <laughs> care. Fun fact, fun fact about me. I'm not really a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> That's even a bigger reason why we need to watch them and review them. <laughs> we'll do it correctly where we'll watch the we'll watch the original trilogy then watch the prequels and then watch the new sequels you hear this folks we're going to be doing another mini episode on this we're, no maybe not a mini episode it, it's going to spam like we're going to have an own individual episode arc of all the episodes one review each <laughs> Oh. Let's go. oh god! Oh. All I ask is if I can dress in character. Yes. yes. Thank you, because I have several Star Wars costumes, and yes, I have a Princess Leia wig. We can watch. We can watch the. Uh, we watch the the original trilogy and be happy. Then we watch the prequels and be like, why did it not just be like the like the original trilogy? This is bad. And then we watch the sequels and we're like, God, I wish I could just watch the prequels instead. <laughs> no. I will. I will still stand. I would rather watch the shitty new Disney trilogy than I would with the prequels, because you have you have no idea how bad the the new ones are. <laughs> what do you mean? You, I have no idea. I saw all three of the new trilogies. They are shit. No, no, Edgar, Edgar, you you watch the first one, okay? I know you can be emotionally. And mentally traumatized by Jaja Binks. Just tell me on the doll where Jaja Binks oh hurt you. God. If you can get past Jaja Binks, you can get to some great stuff. I always stand, I always stand by that. Um, before the new trilogy, this is a quick side side sidebar. Before the new trilogy came out, I have always said that Episode One is the worst Star Wars movie that I've seen. And um, I can agree with I'm, that because I'm, okay, I'm okay with two. If you're gonna just talk about the three first, the three prequel movies, I'm okay with it. But it's still bad. Don't get me wrong. Edgar, don't get me wrong. Edgar, stop making that noise. Don't get me wrong. It's bad. Mesa Jada Binks. Don't get me wrong. Episode two is bad, but compared to episode one, episode one's a lot worse. But, um, it's like which one would rather rather have a turd sandwich or a giant douche? And then the then the tr the new tr trilogy came out. I mean, obviously a giant douche. The uh... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand your metaphor there. <laughs> what is this? What is this? Two thousand four. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, Watch the first one. It was like, oh, it's, it's just a rehash. It's just, it's just to get you back into enjoying Star Wars again. Then, Didn't Toby Maguire voice Jaja Binks? No, no. So I thought he. Oh no, I'm gonna Google this. No, it wasn't him. It was someone else because they they recently, like a couple of years ago, I believe, they did an interview with the actor and how he took um, like a lot of the criticisms and a lot of the backlash that they gave the uh, Jar Jar Binks character, not only to him, but to the uh, to the actor himself. Well, really quick, just to wrap this up, because we're getting way off topic here. Yeah, we're getting um, way off topic. We went from WandaVision. We went, first went to, like, uh, uh, quarantine stuff, to WandaVision, and now to the the shitty prequels. We're pretty much done talking about WandaVision. Yes, we'll and... To, I, we'll get to our, our rating really quick. Look, just Then The Last Jedi came out, and that, like, even though it's divisive, it is... I hate that movie, but at least it can make you think when I watch it a second time. 
Yeah. Then I watched Rise of Skywalker, and that infuriated me. I, I, <laughs> I hate that movie. Maybe it made Episode One look way better. I don't <laughs> think so. I disagree so hardly. Like, no, you have no fucking clue, Edgar. At least I was. <laughs> at least I was laughing of how stupid this the Rise of Skywalker was. I was dying of boredom, and I was tired when I was watching Episode One. I will stand to the ground. Episode One of Star Wars is god. I think awful. Just, no, I think you just need to watch it with me. How do you, how do you watch it? With absinthe. Yeah, lots, lots, and lots of absence, and of course the metal bikini. Oh. Now, will there be? I've put on some pounds since then, but I think I can still squeeze it on. Will, will, will there be alcohol? Lots of it. Then I will. Uh, actually, I... though, Robin said he'll wear the bikini. Uh, I'm gonna do the traditional Queen Amidala robe. Okay. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Big giant get up on the on, with the air. Full geisha <laughs> makeup. <laughs> I mean that. Anyway, so anyway, ratings. We'll yes. Go, yeah, ratings. Um, we'll go with uh, Robin. What do you? What? Give me your overall thoughts and rating for this show, Robin. My overall thoughts with this show is it is a really, it is a really good shot in the dark type scenario show because like this, like I said, like this, this show was either going to be really good or it was going to sink the whole ship for the rest of the tv shows that were going to come out later and i'm glad that it came out with a home run (laughs) (laughs) you hear me shaking my head (laughs) i just love how it was just like silence yeah i would give it a 4.5 out of 5 Mm. i really i don't it's not the best thing that i've seen um in terms of the shows but it's really really good um mm. nah no it's really good take out the it's not the best that i've seen it's really good but i'm still keeping <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. um it, we're doing a scale of one to five yeah yes so one star five, five got it yeah. uh yeah I'm the softy. I'm the Paula Abdul of this panel. I think uh, I, of most panels, I am, and I gotta give it a five. I absolutely adored it. I loved every single episode, um, and it, it gave me everything I wanted out of a show, including laughter, tears, nostalgia. Uh, I'm sold on a five. Nice. Um, I guess for me, uh, I I love the show. It was a it was a surprise, especially since I had no expectations going into this show. I I really I didn't have interest of watching the show at all. But like once I I was I was happy to be surprised that I saw something that was something new, something unique from the MCU. After so many of these films that we've seen, that we were already at that point of getting fatigued. That I'm now excited for what else they have us to show, which I was not expecting at all from the show. There are some things that I'm like, tor- like towards the ending, it's not as strong as it was at the beginning. Some like I I, I know how they ended um the Quicksilver reel where he's just a random guy. I was kind of hoping it was um, the X Men version of Quicksilver, so it could lead up to like multiverse stuff. But yeah, I was that's... gonna say like it ties into like the upcoming uh, Doctor Strange movie. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of hoping it would lead up to, but it was kind of, it was a bit of a disappointment, but at the same time, I should have kept my expectations in check, but it, um, and sometimes it was, towards the ending, it was, it it was, it wasn't as strong as I kind of wanted to be, but that really doesn't take away from, like, how much I really enjoyed this show, especially since it's something fresh and new um yeah. with the whole sitcom homages they done with it and it was a great way for them to explore uh wanda and visions like characters to give them something to work with to show the talents of these two actors and how these two characters can be interesting and it, it and i and it i was really relating with wanda i understood her grief i felt for her a lot and those were and those moments were like the best moments for me we of course we didn't really talk about or discuss like the sword group which like that girl from thor came back who was also in two poor girls we didn't we didn't see her we didn't discuss that part but those parts were also interesting too with those um, with the actors that were in that and they were really great especially with that two broke girl two broke two broke girls um actress i forgot her name but i didn't like her in the know the character name is darcy yeah I didn't. I didn't like her in the uh, in the Thor films, especially in Thor two. But I really, I really enjoyed her in this show. Like they gave her, they redeemed her character in this show, which I was really happy of. And yeah. and again, I, because those, because those two Thor movies were poorly written as well. Yeah, <laughs> and because as, it wasn't until Ragnarok is what saved Thor. Yeah, so. thanks to Taika Waititi. And so, yeah, like a lot of like a lot of things like these characters, vision, they were all redeemed from what they previously were and like these poorly written scripts that introduced them. And so for me, I would give it a four out of five stars, a a nice four out of five stars for me. Nice. Yeah. And of course, I love it. I love it when we all don't get agree on one because like when we're all a little different, because I think it's a great representation of everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess, yeah, that's about does this mini episodes, everybody. Thank you all for watching. Uh, thank you, Lori, for being our uh, lovely guest on this show today. Of course. And you can follow me on Twitter, guys, to see what I'm up to. Uh, Lori underscore Guajardo uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I'll make sure to put her uh, her Twitter on the description below on the YouTube video. And if you're listening on Spotify, thank you guys for listening to us on Spotify and for watching us on YouTube or anywhere you're watching us. And with that, we love you all and bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.